the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 20 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, invest in more. What's on your financial mind? Money investing, getting to retirement. Some little tricks here and there that are going to trip you up, so to speak, on money. For instance, I don't believe in mortgage accelerators. A mortgage accelerator is a fancy schmancy product sold to you that allows you to pay off your mortgage early. Woo! Pay off my mortgage early. Sounds like a good idea. A mortgage accelerator is a product that saves you hundreds and thousands of dollars. Woo! Saves you hundreds and thousands of dollars. But a mortgage accelerator also charges you a premium fee to do something you can do Totally on yourself, on your own, on yourself. I love it when I totally butcher grammar. It takes me back to sixth grade. Carol Lynch was my girlfriend. But we weren't really boyfriend girlfriend. She just professed her love for me, and that was good enough by me. So to me, a mortgage accelerator is one of those products that you don't have to have. That sounds too good to be true, and here's the rub. It is too good to be true. If you really, really want to pay your mortgage early, you can. You don't need a fancy schmancy product to do it. You need a bonus. You need some extra cash. You don't need anything crazy. In fact, it hurts you prepay your mortgage at this point in time. Although, both presidential candidates had a moment in 2012 where they said, we may be interested in limiting the mortgage tax deduction. The only reason I own a mortgage, the only reason I own a mortgage, no, 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 okay, there's two. Maybe three. 
is that that mortgage tax deduction. And what that is in the state of California, I actually get rewarded for having a bigger mortgage than you. Let's bring in the Tony Mendez. Tony Mendez. Everything good? good? Everything good on your mic levels? Everything's good. I had a headset that was kind of rattling. Yeah, the headsets went cheap here recently. I broke the good one that you used to use. Did you? Yeah, that's why you had to fiddle with the one you have now. Why? How, what happened? I snapped it against my head, and and the earpiece broke. And then, oh, my God. Yeah. I have these big plastic goggles on my head. I know. Number eight, your primary goal this month, year, whatever you want to say, is give me a good pair of headphones, because this is just crap. Um, okay, so three reasons I have a mortgage. It's tax deductible. The interest that I pay is tax deductible against the income that I pay on a federal level. Right. Both, number one. Both candidates who ran in 2012, um, the bad guy from Gotham City, John, John, what was his name? How quickly we forget. Um, Mormon, oh, him versus the winner of the president's election, Barack Obama. Both said... I'm just going to let let you keep guessing. And you don't know either. That's the funny part I, about it. It's not coming to the top of my head right away. Ain't that hilarious? Yeah. Oh, good God. Anyway, point being is, both went out of their way to say, we're interested in raising revenue for the United States of America. And they talked about getting rid of the mortgage interest deduction. Yeah. And we're scared of a lot of people. But you know what's fascinating about this, and we can talk about this for the whole hour, half hour segment, whatever. Both of them said there's alternatives. Why not give a tax deduction flat out to people so that on your taxes you're like, I've got a wife. She doesn't work. We claim two. I've got a kid. We claim three deductions. i got two kids. We claim i got a house. We claim Right? right, right. And then suddenly it shifts to don't go get a huge mortgage, just get a mortgage and you have a tax deduction. Romney, I beat you. I beat you. Well, you, you threw me off with John. I was, you know, if you just said Met, I would have. Oh, if I just said Met. Let's go play baseball. He ran for president. His name was, he played baseball. You wear them in the cold winter months. Tooks? Took McCommon? Anyway, um, there's debate. And this is something our audience needs to know, is that there's debate out there. there and when we talk debate, it's just conversation. Why are we rewarding someone who takes out a $700,000 mortgage more than we're paying, uh, rewarding someone who pays a $100,000 mortgage more than we're paying someone to, like, not have a mortgage? It drives me crazy. I personally think we shouldn't have a tax deduction for home ownership. I personally, and I own a home, and I own a rental property, I depreciate it. And I think it's the biggest pile of crap in the world. It's what separates me from the common folk, the plebeians. 
I'm the proletariat, you are the plebeian. You know what's funny is that they talk about how that in of itself would cool real estate prices down if we got rid of the mortgage tax deduction, mortgage interest, taxable income deduction. I don't think it would. I, I, I don't know about that because as far as qualifying, they don't qualify tax deductions. In how, about we, how, about we, how about we go after the, more, uh, the real estate brokers? Who charge an outrageous six to seven percent to buy or something? I'm, I'm not going to get into that today, Rob. Why not? Why not go after the the realtors? I'm, they I'm, are egregiously compensated. Egregiously. I know high school dropouts who make over six figures because they're realtors. Why don't we tax them and put that towards our deficit? We tax stockbrokers. We tax other people. For being in certain industries. Do you have to clean your gutters this morning or something? Because you're kind of pissed off at the housing market. No, no, no. no. Okay. Um, other reasons down home, it doesn't readjust for inflation. And that's the there you thing. go. That's the biggest thing in the world that I like about mortgages is that someone's dumb enough. And I posted a message on Cron the other day at Cron 4's website, Facebook page. You know, something about banks are now suddenly stepping up to the forefront and going and saying things along the lines of, like, we're selling this house that we foreclosed on six years ago, and now it's double the price. Woo! And someone's like, banks ruined everything. You know what? Banks didn't ruin the damn thing in the world. What banks did was they lent money to people they shouldn't have. And if had they not, you would just call those people poor. Banks never, ever, never, ever, never lent money. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com is sitting in with me. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black, RobBlack.com. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. things that I'll throw out there on occasion is enjoy your youth. In my 20s, I traveled to the great city of Miami to see Peter Gabriel. Front row. I've done the front row of the show that I really, really, really wanted to see. I paid too much money. I took Mademoiselle Brown. I don't know the French word for Brown. Littard. Um, to the concert. I paid for her flight. 
we cohabitated in a hotel in the best part of Miami. We got front row, but oh, no, this was the concert that he actually had a concert in the front row, but he also had a concert mostly out on a stage that jutted in between all the front row. So the front row was anywhere on the middle stage or on the floor. I didn't know. Point being, is there a point? I don't even know there's a point at this point in time, but point being is that I paid a lot of money for that front row. I could have paid similar money, less money, 20% less, 30% less to be anywhere on the floor. I made a mistake, but I was in my 20s. I think she was 26, and there's some really, really good memories from that trip. Miami's a fun city. It's sexy, especially if you go during the summertime where it's hot. One of the things that I did in my 20s, though, was I started to plan ahead. I started to budget. I could only afford so many sexy trips, but I planned ahead. I budgeted. Same thing applies to buying a home. Same thing applies to maxing out your 401k. 401k. Um, 4 through B, 457. And sometimes you budget by saying, you know what, I'm going to get a cheaper car so I can do more fun things. And sometimes you budget, like, I'm going to buy all of my alcohol, toilet paper, paper towels at Safeway or Costco. Let's bring in beer. Oh, yeah. Did you know, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLensWords.com, there's actually a Simpson World somewhere in Florida now? I did not. And you can actually drink said Duff beer, <laughs> which I, oh, maybe that's your next big trip. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> maybe that's your next big trip. Like, I, I don't really care about the Simpsons anymore, do you? I, I just don't watch. I don't want to watch adult cartoons anymore. But you'll watch American Idol. Painting, I've, your, I've painting yourself, known, painting yourself into the corner of loser. I've been known to watch American Idol. Why do you I do that? Even... You know, I many years ago, my parents, and, and I, it's weird that I can even say that your many print, years wait, ago we watched American Idol. But your parental units, my my parental units, the spawn units is what we call them. Oh. They were working on their house, and we we did this big renovation in the basement. And after we would do it, we go and watch American Idol. So it was kind of this. You know, just remembering the good old days. I love that you just bounced off the microphone. That's so amateur. Yeah. No, no, it's not. That's really dreadful. Yeah, that's what I say too. It's dreadful. It's really, really, really dreadful. Um, the ratings just came out on Fox Television's American Idol. Did you hear what they were? Uh, I'm sure they're much lower than they've they've been in the past. Down 20% year over year. Oh, good God. Now, what's worse, hitting the mic or having your phone go off during the show? Wait, my phone's not going off during... It's President Barack Obama's calling me, asking me my opinion on something. That's not even funny. <laughs> he says it's not funny as you watch the uh, American Idol. Ratings down 20% year over year. There's now a new study out that 14 million Americans watch the show, of which they say that 14 million Americans are below the education line for high school that watch... American Idol, and two. When when you have few chances to watch stuff with your significant other, mm. you take the time to. Wait, wait, wait! Dumb button! Hit the dumb button! Hit it! 
you're so not allowed to say that word on the air. There's eight dirty words. Significant other being one of them. Hit the dump button. Um, so one of the things I'm a big advocate is paying yourself first. You know that as yeah. a small business owner, right? Mm-hmm. What's that mean to you? Uh, you can't survive and you can't help others unless you are healthy for the most part. Okay, that doesn't mean anything close to that to me. To pay yourself first means you set up a retirement account and you fund your well, retirement. I mean, what I mean is you have a healthy environment no, in which no, you work. Not, no, no, okay. Healthy environment in which you work. Are you OSHA all of a sudden? Yes. Okay. You know, I had to put, put up no smoking signs in my office. Did you really? Mm-hmm. OSHA yes. came in and said that? Well, the, the office, the headquarters sent it over. Headquarters being? My headquarters. Okay. That's odd. Yeah. So, um, I did not know that. Yeah. Safe environment. I don't see any in the radio station. Number eight, have you ever seen anything in the radio station that says no smoking? You know what I grew up with as my maxim or my childhood maxim along them was that my mother would say, you can't do drugs. You can't smoke until you eat your vegetables. <laughs> and then we're allowed to do as much as we wanted to, man. It was fantastic. Okay. Um, anyway, so small business owner. Let's try to get some sort of value out of this segment because I'm starting to see that there's no value in the segment. Small business owner, you bear com, your mortgage lender. OSHA, com- or who comes in and says, like, you have to do certain things? Well, that was actually my compliance department from our headquarters, which would be following stuff like OSHA. You know what? I, I bet she's wrong. Uh, one th- something about the company. And I think that maybe yeah, more company than, than it, it is our Center. company tends to go overboard on pretty much everything. Which makes it a little bit more difficult, a little bit more red tape for us. But, you know, as a small business owner, um, yeah, I have to make sure that the office runs. I have to put okay, here, a, you an investment into my office so that the people... Suddenly, I don't care anymore. I, no, suddenly, I don't care anymore. So, a tree fell in my neighborhood this week. And what I heard was that, and I, I never knew this, it's a big oak tree, kind of one of those legendary trees that's been there for 100 years. So it fell over, and I talked to the guy, like, what caused it to fall over? He goes, well, I cut one branch off, and then the rest of it fell over. And during summer months, oak trees boil. During the winter months, they absorb water. But during the summer months, the heat causes the water inside of said tree to boil. This is Rob Black, your buddy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, much, much more. One of the things that I try to point out is the obvious. One of the things that people tend to do is the comfortable. I'm guilty of it myself. Would I rather be more comfortable in a new car or a used car? New car. And what do I go out and buy? 
the obvious used car. So I capture that depreciation. Someone else is going to pay a premium for a vehicle. I'll pay a discount for it. Yeah, I don't get the new car smell. One of the things I like to talk about is the obvious mistakes that people tend to make. One of them being is buying real estate. I don't have nightmares about this, but it continually recurs in my life. People think they have to own a home. You don't have to own a home. There's no nothing in the Constitution that says we are going to emancipate people that are apartment owners. There's no emancipation proclamation of apartment owners. There's nothing even close to it. It's okay to control your cost every month by going to Costco. Do you go to Costco, Tony Mendez, Bay Area? I do. You know why I don't go to Costco? Because I went to Costco on a weekend, and I quickly learned that never go to Costco on a weekend. What else have I quickly learned? Oh, 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 oh. Um, never go to a county fair on a weekend. Isn't that when the county fairs are? No, some of them um, run like Saturday through Saturday kind of thing, so they're open so many days. If I were an FBI profiler, and I'm not, you believe me, right? I'm not an FBI profiler. But if I were, I'd go to a county fair because it's the dregs of society. I used to think that the post office was the dregs of society until they mass emailed me and said, you can't possibly say that on air. My dad works at the post office and he's not a dreg of society. But if you've ever been in a post office, you know that the, how shall we say, he goes, I'll be right back. You can't possibly be moving that slow, can you? He's like, I'm not moving slow. That's my new co-host. I've always said I'm going to be replaced by a monkey who can clap cymbals faster than I can. But the point being is, um, what is the point being? Where were we? I'm lost. We're talking about people move slow, dregs of society. Shopping at Costco. Shopping at Costco. Oh, Be an FBI profiler. That's, I would hang out at Costco. I would hang out at county fairs because clearly the America's top ten are hanging out at county fairs, right? I was stunned. I went to a county fair recently. I was stunned that, like, um, how many teeth you can count. Like, it's a teeth counting contest. It's almost like a jack-o'-lantern. Like, ooh, he's got six. He needs more. He wants to add more, right? Oh, I just heard the worst thing in the world. Do you want to hear the worst thing in the world? Hit me. One of my friends, his daughter was born without adult teeth. She's like six, seven, eight. She's cute as pie. Is pie cute? Pie's cute. I think pie is wonderful. My favorite pie? Lemon meringue. No, 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 no. It's it's pretty white trash. It's chocolate pudding pie. Ooh. So it's got that crust that is yummy. And then you put chocolate pudding on it, and you put whipped cream on top. You let it set. It's Wait, apple pie with cinnamon? Very close. Very close second. 
And I would say as an adult, apple pie with cinnamon is my There's lots of pie at county fairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Might even be a pie contest. No, 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 no. Not if like pigs contest where they run around tracks and again, America's Most Wanted is there and top ten toothless people are there. Um, at some point, you will say why we go to Costco, right? You asked me why I go to Costco. Oh yeah, to yeah, save yeah. money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait. Before I even go there, um, back to pie real quick. My favorite pie chart. How much pie I eat eaten? I love eating pie. So I actually have a pie chart that shows the percentages of pies that I like and dislike. Chocolate pudding pies on the top, but then apple cinnamon's a close second. Blueberry, eh, overrated. Cherry pie, eh, too sugary. Okay, so I don't go to Costco because I once had a bad experience going to Costco, but there's no shame in going to Costco. I'll go to Safeway, and I know, I know, I know you're saying, no! Actually, I have a club membership, and what's actually hilarious about this is that I had a club membership with my previous girlfriend, Juliet, and her last name was Brown, and my last name is Black. So every time at the checkout, they go, uh, and I punch in my check card, which gives you that club membership discount. Every time at checkout, they go, thank you, Mr. Brown. And I find that funny every single time I go through. But I, I have no problems with people buy toilet paper or paper towels or anything on sale. I will actually go shop two times a week and spend that extra cash of gasoline purchases to get the discount. You? I, I don't really care about the, the gas. Wait, I don't really want your opinion. I just threw it out there for a second. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. I, I, I like the bulk. Oh, my God. I can't believe I pulled you back in a second time and you told the same thing. You, you know, like I'm just going to start talking real estate All right, right over top of you. You really honestly buy in bulk? I do. You are such a plebitarian. I do big barbecues, so I get the big big packages. You know, but I don't find it that Okay, I just tested cheaper. you. I just tested you on your communist manifesto, and you passed, so you're a capitalist. I called you a plebitarian instead of a plebeian or a proletarian. You passed. You're not a communist. Thank you. Thank you. Nothing wrong with being a communist. Just throwing it out there for people who care. Nothing wrong with being a communist. Okay, so what are you talking about doing mortgages? No, I didn't really care. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I don't know if I trust you. Dead air. <laughs> I think we're technically off air right now. Okay, so you do more. Okay, okay. okay. So there's no shame in renting is what you're saying. Yeah, there's no shame in renting. Getting back to it. And there's no shame in going to Costco. And, and people have been, over many, many years, uh, led to believe that buying a house is the American dream. It really, you know, um, To me, an American dream is being able to retire and have some money in retirement, have some sort of pension. And buying a house, I mean, I mean the taxes alone in some cases you are about what $700,000 house TGIF was doing on is, this this is the amount of somebody's rent on a monthly the basis. TGIF thing got its right in. What, what's the restaurant called? Friday. TGIF. Okay. It's called Friday. I've never been. But I've heard about it on television. Um, did you hear one of them on the East Coast was replacing alcohol, like um, scotch, with rubbing alcohol? It's a great way to make money. And there's nothing wrong with that either, right? If you're a restaurant owner, replacing your premium scotches and, and whiskeys with rubbing alcohol, cut costs, right? Okay, back to the Great American Dream is retiring. Great American Dream is to retire. My, it's my dream, and 
when I was younger, I thought I had to buy a house. I waited till I was in my 30s before I bought my first house. But, uh, you know, a lot of my clients are much younger, and I, I fear that they feel like they have to get into housing, and they make a lot of sacrifices. There's a couple that bought a house right near me. I, this guy couldn't be more than 27, 28 years old. As a kid, bought a $600,000 house, and it just it just drives me nuts that, I mean, it's great that he can do that, but I just don't know what he's sacrificing to get into the, just to be in the neighborhood. I honestly had someone, and you brought up Carl Young, and uh, you brought up Younger, so that instantly triggers in my head Carl Gustav Young, the psychiatrist, where he did analytical psychology. He developed concepts about the extroverted and introverted. And there is a psychology when buying a home that people actually want to own a home that I told you, I, I recently was in an event that this guy, he's like, I want to own a home on the peninsula. I'm like, pay 10 to 20% too much. Try to be the premium better because that's what history says right now, right? Mm-hmm. And history being short term of real estate, you, you're not going to get a discount. Which and is, like if I were to give him a, and he came back to me again and again and again and again and again and again. Uh, and, and another thing too is buying a house right now. You're, you're bu- actually buying future appreciation by spending more on the house over asking over appraised value. And that scares the heck out of me. Uh, I think that we could s- seriously be in another bubble right now. Uh, we don't have a lot of inventory right now. We also have a ton of buyers, but rates are going to start rising, and they already have. Uh, and, and it's just, it, we had a 12% increase in payment just because of the small increase in rate. So all of a sudden, people are spending 12% more on a house. I think it's just going to be much more difficult over this period of time to buy a house and then turn down the road to sell it. I think there's going to be a big a big amount of sellers coming up soon and more inventory. Was, we already seen reports in a place like Sacramento and Stockton where more inventory, 75% more inventory is hitting the market really? from one month to the next month. Do you mean that 75% of inventory makes up three out of four of the inventory? Well, <laughs> <laughs> So Carl Gustav Jung did individualization. It was a psychological process of integrating the opposite, conscious versus the unconscious, individual versus the group, all about autonomy, all about human development. But psychology plays a big role in buying a house. You almost have to become the herd if you really, really want to, or you have to wait for the worst-case scenario if you want to be an individual, a down market or disaster. Be prepared for who you are psychologically as an investor. If you want to buy Nike, you're going to pay a premium. You're a herd on the Wall Street Business Network. I'm on a Yahoo front page right now. Tony Mendez, Bay Area Live Source, is joining me. Look at this picture of Paris Hilton. What's wrong with her? What What do you see that's obviously wrong in this books in this picture? It's a lot of hair. No, one eye is clearly bigger than the other oh, eye. Oh, okay. You you have this thing fixation about lazy eyes, don't you? No, it's not lazy eyes. It's um, symmetry. Good-looking people have symmetric qualities, and that was disturbing. She's got one teeny tiny little eye. It's half the size of the other eye. That's not. She symmetric. could be winking at you, Rob. Did you know that good-looking people make more money than non-good-looking people? Mm-hmm. So, just throwing it out there. Okay, um, so before we went to break, we were talking about Carl Jung. And I pulled up some Carl Jung quotes. 
I think he's the second most influential psychologist besides Freud. And I think, honestly, Freud's overrated. Tell me about your mother. Yeah, overrated, right? Tell me about your dreams. So I'm a Jungian guy. There's a book series by Robertson Davies. Robertson Davies wrote what's called the Depth Third Trilogy. And what's interesting to note about that is everyone's today is fascinated with Game of Thrones, right? Just so you know, Arya Stark dies. Not spoiling anything because I read the book. Just throwing it out there. In the next wedding where Joffrey has his wedding, Joffrey dies, Arya dies, Rob Stark dies, the wolf dies. So at Joffrey's wedding, everyone dies, and that's the end of the series. And um, along comes a wolf on a man's body, and he becomes the king of thrones. The end. That's actually not true. Did you know George R. 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 Martin wrote Game of Thrones? It's a popular book series, right? Um, he used to write for X Files. And he hated the whole medium of cleaning it up for television. So he left television, started writing these books, and guess what happened? HBO said, Come back to television. Is that ironic? No, just a coincidence. So anyway, um, there's a new pirate movie out. Just throwing it out there. I like pirates. I like swashbucklers. I like Is dragons. it rated R? No. <laughs> no. But Carl Jung once said, knowing your own darkness is the best method for dealing with the darknesses of other people. I think there's some psychology there that's, that's true. One of the things that I want to do is I want to own a home. I want to have a wife. I want to raise kids in said home. I want my kids to go to great elementary school. And it's kind of a darkness in me. Like, if you were to say that at, an, at a home opening, I really want your house because it's the greatest school district and I got kids and I can't wait to buy it. Like, they'd be like, oh, we're going to charge you premium. Okay, okay. Did you know Star Wars is based on the Western? No. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. It's the whole sheriff comes into town. Darth Vader was in black. Luke Skywalker was in white. Good guys, bad guys. It's almost too obvious, right, in the symbolism? So what else did Carl Jung want to say? The shoe that fits one person pinches another. There is no recipe for living that suits all cases. That's pretty good psychology when it comes to investing. I get emails from people like, I really, 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 really want to own this stock that you can go up in the next six months. I'm like, you're really, really, really going to lose all your money. And whether it be you ask me that question or you ask someone else that question, these people, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com, will jump from show to show to show to show until they get the answer they want to get. Or they want to hear. Yeah. I think I kind of said that. One more Carl Jung quote. Okay, back to Robertson Davies. So he wrote a book called The Depth Third Trilogy. And what was fascinating about Robertson Davies, he's dead, and he kind of looked like Santa Claus. He had one of the crazy beards that looks like George Martin. Um, he's my favorite uh, writer of all time. Did you know that? So Robertson Davies wrote what was called The Depth Third Trilogy. And it is fascinating because the first, the first event in the first book is two kids playing with in the snow in Canada. Oh, and he's Canadian, just so you know. So it's very pastoral. So two kids are playing in the snow. Big kid, small kid. Roughly the same age, right? 
one puts rock in a snowball and throws it to the other kid. That kid ducks and it hits a woman who's pregnant and her baby comes out like almost on the spot. Way too early. So the first book's about the kid who ducks. He goes off to the war, and he comes back, and there's a fair. He gets married, he becomes a college professor, something like that. I don't know. I, I don't remember very vaguely. Second book was about the guy who threw the snowballs to the kid and the life that kid led, which kind of overshadowed the guy who ducked. So it's the same events, but from a different perspective. Third book was about the kid who came out early and all of his relationships with a psychotherapist who studied Carl Jung's psychology. So the third book was very young and the second book. Anyway, what it came down to was we all live the same events, but we all see things differently. Whether you're in the war and killing people, whether you're at home and protesting it, whether you're the son of someone who goes off to war and dies, we all see the same events. It's, it's kind of a floating opera. It's very John Barthian. John Barth, 1950s writer, wrote floating opera, where basically if you're close to an opera, you hear it differently than if you're far away. If you're behind it, you hear it totally different than the guy who's far away. If you're on top of it in the um, cat railings, what, what's it called? Balcony? Balcony. No, no, well, the railings that go cat, 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 catwalk. Thank you very much. If you're in the catwalk of a building, you're going to hear it totally different. If, say, you're in the bathroom, you're gonna, and that's the same thing with real estate. That's the same thing with investing. People get the perspective that they want to get from where they are. Typically, I find people approach investing as, I haven't saved enough. I need a home run. You're very methodical. You've done a great job, and I'm very, very proud of you. I'm talking with Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a mortgage lender, and I bring him in here to kind of like play human against my theories. Oh, I remember this song from when I was traveling in Europe on a train. Trains take you from point A to point B. That's not very Carl Jungian. Unless you're, of course, on top of that train. Or you're in a city that train employs by. You can find Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He is a mortgage lender at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlack.com. It's RobBlack.com. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and much, much more. When you're a wee lad... Of four, you look at six-year-olds for inspiration. When you're a wee lad of six, you look at eight-year-olds. That's where you learn how to play baseball. That's where you learn how to chase. That's where you learn how to play hide-and-seek in the minds of others. As an investor, you need to go back to your childhood and copy the best. I'm a big fan of a guy named Ron Mullenkamp. M-U-H-L-E-N-K-A-M-P. I think he's the best of the best. I'm also a big fan of a guy named Olstein. 
Now, my job is not to tell you what to do. My job is to say, go do it and learn while you're there. I've got a mantra. I've got maxims that I believe in as an investor. One of them, stay invested, because there's no better game in the world than the stock market. The stock market goes up 7 out of 10 years. You have no better odds in the world than the stock market. And yet, people fear the stock market. And it almost makes no sense. Let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Morning. Your chance of winning a scratcher. Have you ever looked at those odds? One in four, maybe to win a buck. To win a buck. Yeah. And when you pay a buck to win a buck? And then the odds get worse from there, from as far as winning bigger things. Point being, if there is a point, is there a point? There's always a point. I think capitalism rocks. I think capitalism is the best way to go. Um, you're a mortgage lender, and I will talk about some principles that I think people should pay attention to. I'm a big fan, like I said, of Ron Mullenkamp. I'm a big fan of quant, self-study quants. I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett, self-study cash flow. I've learned how to become an investor by studying other investors that have done it well over time. You know, Warren Buffett, when the market was down, he loved it. And I've seen more often than not people who actually don't love a down market. Where do you stand as far as people who have influenced you in the world of mortgages and lending, of the world of business? Because you and I go way, 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 way back. When I was in college, I worked for your brother at a Domino's Pizza. And I dug your worth ethics so much, I was like, I want to bring him to the West Coast because a mortgage lender has to work hard. So to me, that's why you and I have that relationship of you work hard and you get to know scenarios. Anyway, my point being is, uh, what are some of your influences in the world? Well, time is time is the biggest influence in real estate for me. Uh, buying real estate isn't a quick fix for getting rich. Okay, uh, and I think I learned that from my dad. My parents were a big influence in in helping me decide some of my financial decisions. And they didn't help me decide. They just kind of guided me. Um, but, you know, as a business owner, I, I look at other business, successful business owners. I've, I've worked for, you know, pretty shady operations. Not shady, but shaky operations where they just, they just didn't have that coherence that you really wanted to have. A, you know, it didn't promote a lot of strong advancement in, in career. Uh, and, and now I've worked for companies that really promote that. And I think that that really shows in the kind of the integrity of, of the business and the kind of people that regular clientele is looking for. Uh, so I follow that kind of model. As far as investors that have influenced me, again, you know, I, I look at family members that have done very well over time. I've looked at my, you know, like I said, my parents. There's not, I don't think, I think that the people like Warren Buffett's, and I don't want to say like Donald Trump, because Donald Trump didn't buy real estate. He just uses his branding. Um, but I think people should just follow uh, their heart for the most part and, and think you know, intelligently about making these decisions. So one of the things, again, that I keep coming back to is is consistency wins all battles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the tortoise versus the hare as a child that you learn. 
you know, you, you could sprint ahead. Woohoo! I'm a day trader. Woohoo! I'm a day trader. But the turtle's going to get you. He always does. Consistency wins all battles. Whether it's your approach to buying a home. You know, I bought a home five years ago in a down market. How many homes did I look at that I got turned down on? 10 to 15. So recently, a tree fell over in my neighborhood in the middle of the night. And it squashed two cars. That taught me lessons along the lines of have homeowner's insurance in case said tree falls on someone else's car. But I went to talk to the guy because he's a studly man. I'm not that studly of a man. I'll, like, walk around with a hammer and nails and pretend that I know what to do with it. But I'm in a mall. Like, what am I going to do with hammer and nails in a mall, right? So I went to talk to the guy. I go, so why did your tree fall down? What he told me was fascinating. He goes, okay, so I work for Pete Genie, and I had one limb taken off of the tree because it was hitting the power cord or it was hitting the PG&E. So he called PG&E. He works there, and they're like, I'll come trim that for you. So when the guy was trimming it, he's like, hey, dude, tell me about my tree. And the guy's like, that's a heavy piece of wood. So it's an oak tree. It's one of those old classic trees that have been in my street for 60, 70 years. And he goes, heavy piece of wood. Instantly, he calls an arborist to come look at the tree. Like, some wood is heavy, some of it's not. And I didn't know that. Did you? So I talked to the guy. I go, so your tree fell down. And he said, yeah, one limb was taken off. Someone told me. I brought in an arborist. And the arborist said, take out that tree today. Because now the weight has shifted from one side to the other side. Or from slightly left to slightly right. So he was bringing in a guy to cut down the tree the next day. And guess what happened the night before? Tree falls over. Smashes a car. So it brings up stories about homeowners insurance. You know what else it teaches me? Ask people. Talk to people. What's the greatest investment you've ever made? My house. Okay. But um, no. What's the biggest financial mistake you ever made? I, I thought I could get rich in stocks, and I would go out and buy crazy amounts of penny, penny stocks. Um, in hindsight, you spent a lot of money on your wedding. What do you think about your wedding? Um, it, you know, I would have rather had a smaller wedding, um, more intimate. Cars. Yeah. Do you have a BMW? Do you not? My car's paid off. Okay. So talk to people is my point in this yeah. segment. And you can learn financial lessons here and there. Talk to someone like me. What type of life insurance do you have? Term. I've got, I'm, I have actually more disability than I need. Like, talk to people. It's respect. I say it similar. Talk to the gray hairs. So for the young people who are there trying to learn how to make money, how to save money for retirement, I'm like, talk to gray hairs. Do you know how many recessions happen in a typical person's life? Eight to ten. And the word recession is almost like the word, the N-word. You know what I'm talking about, right? No one likes a nagger. So no one likes a recession. And yet we go through them, and it's actually okay to talk to people. And if you have financial respect for them, give them more merit than others. So I pay attention to Ron Mullenkamp. I pay attention to the Olstein funds. I pay attention to my mother and father. And I almost do opposite what my mother and father did, because they had pensions and I don't. Talk to people. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me, RobBlack.com.
visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. I think investing is easier than people make it out to be. I tend to think that people make problems for themselves. That's a little bit of a shame. I don't think you need to. If I were to tell you, come to work, and I'm going to tax you 50% for coming to work. Tony, if you come to work today, I'm going to pay you $100, but I'm going to tax you 50%. You'd be like, I don't want to go to work today. I'll work from home. Whether it be a road, <laughs> cross that bridge and pay 50%. or So we know taxes are prohibitive. With that basic concept, if I were to say, do something, I'm going to tax you 50%. And that's why it kills me when people are like, I think wealthy people should pay more tax. Because what it does, is it prohibits behavior. I want to make more money, but if you're going to tax me 50% or you're going to tax me to the tooth in my head, I'm going to be like, no, I don't want to do it anymore. So when I come out with concepts on the air where I'm like, um, what I'd like to see the president do is stimulate small business because it creates jobs. And yet someone at home is listening right now and he's like, I think corporate America should pay more taxes. That's a broad statement, of course. But taxing prohibits spending. Like, I learned that just from that conversation with you. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about your favorite investor. We can talk about investors that you don't like. We can talk about the Wizard of Oz. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. I love that one. Follow the yellow brick road. That's pretty good too. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow the yellow brick road. Follow, 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 follow the yellow. I'm still here. Okay, why do I bring this up? In the 1990s, people were like. What stock can I buy to make lots and lots of money? I once owned a company that doubled in maybe five, six, seven trading sessions. And I sold it. And I watched it go higher, but I wasn't going to follow said Yellow Brick Road. Dot coms were once a Yellow Brick Road. A couple years ago, everyone's making money in gold because they were following the Yellow Brick Road. A couple years before that, everyone was buying a house and flipping it because they were following the yellow brick road. When Dorothy did well, she typically got off that yellow brick road. She found the scarecrow in the middle of the field, and he had a heart or a brain or groin. Whatever took her off that path led to good things. Uh, I would think like a Lincoln if I only had a brain, Right. But he actually ha- he didn't actually need said brain to think like a Lincoln. The wizard gave him something that wasn't even a brain, right? He gave him a diploma? What, what, what's that crap all about? So what I want people to stop doing is following the yellow brick road. Literally gold, yes. 
But stop looking for the easy route to, you know, money. The Wicked Witch knew that she was going to basically follow a said path. Now, again, I'm not going to go all the road less taken. I'm not going to go that way with people because they will find on the road less taken, Robert Frost died on said road not taken. So you see an old carcass of, of Robert Frost, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to go that road. But also don't go the obvious road. Go whatever road you want to go on. But be who you are. Um, I hate you at times, Tony Mendez, because as a lender, you talk too damn much to people. Said from guy who does two-hour radio show where he does nothing but talk. What do you mean I talk too much? Um, you spend a lot of time with your clients. And you actually get to know them, and you actually care about them. And I'd be like, next? I'm not saying, like, um, who was that comedian? Robin somebody. Um, where he was, like, uh, killing prisoners two at a time. Bebe Skids? No. Robin Williams coming from number eight. You're, you're way too young. Give me a second. I'll come up with it. Bebe's Kids. Um, Robin Harris. Robin Harris. There you go. So he, at one point in time, he was like, make me the governor. I'll kill him two at a time. <laughs> you know, like, he's willing to put... Anyway, um, I'm more about, in your world, it kills me that you get to know people because it takes a lot of time to do a mortgage loan, and you actually get to know them. And that's a positive, for sure, because you don't hurt a lot of people in the process. Yeah, and, and speaking of the yellow brick road, it, it, I still see a lot of people who feel that they're shopping these loans like it's a, like a Walmart product. And that, and, and that and that's what's killed the, this industry for many many years. Is there's still a lot of people out there that are doing this, including banks. Banks just want the transaction, and they've they've put this in, as a mindset into people. This is not the way that you shop for a mortgage. That's why I do this. That's one of the reasons I do this job is because I get a chance to meet people and really make help them make intelligent decisions, as opposed to treating this as a simple, you know, transaction at the gas station. That's not what it is. But I enjoy it immensely. The first person I worked with, he, he couldn't wait to get out of people's houses, and I didn't, I didn't understand that. Uh, the business I was in in sales early was all about building relationships and branding and, and building trust and referrals. Uh, it's not about turning transactions at all. So going back to following the Yellow Brick Road, I find that way too many people try to hit home runs. Way too many people try to do what other people have done. And that's really not the point. The point is over 40 years to have a consistent style. Well, it goes back to uh, uh, what you said in the beginning of the show where you said people want to, they, they, they're looking for the right answer. They're going to hear what they want to hear. And they're not going to look at the bad. When you were driving for, for Domino's Pizza many, 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 many years ago, uh, people would never call and say, hey, that's a great driver going down the street. They'd only call about the bad things. Well, people are only looking for the good things when it comes to real estate. It's not always good. It's not always the yellow brick road. So Someone that I used to work with, I recently turned over to you because you asked me, like, do you have any, you know, do you have a lender? Because the lender that I have isn't doing a good job. And I'm kind of, I was kind of afraid to send them over to you in large part because I think that's the wrong mindset you can get a better answer from someone else. But that goes, again, back to the basic concept of quit following the yellow brick road. Quit following others. Quit trying to find the, like, the limit that's going to give you the right answer. Be honest. Be sober. 
Um, speaking of being sober, Robin Harris once said, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a drunk. Alcoholics got to go to those meetings. Who are you? Are you a drunk? Are you an alcoholic? Are you sober? I once heard a quote about being sober. It was from The Onion. Silverman wakes up. Reports, not a very interesting day. True. Anyway, you can find me at the line at robblack.com, robblack.com. You can find Tony Mendez at bayarealonesource.com. This is Brandon Flowers and the Killers. Brandon, Brendan. Clearly a band that I dig. Recently saw them twice in the last calendar year, which makes me too enthusiastic in my opinion. I spent way too much money on it. That's my financial lesson. But I'm still shocked to this day by that YouTube video that someone sent me of Watch This. It's about Brandon Flowers, and he's going through, and he's like, yeah, when I was young, people told me that, I, you know, music, like, I'd grow out of it, and I was in the church, and I loved singing, and, and then you see his, like, wife walk by in the video, and he's a rock god. He wears leather, and he's cool, and he slicks back his hair, and he's got top songs, sells out stadiums, and she's frumpy, and then you see his kids, and they're just, like, covered in boogers. You know when you see a kid and you go, booger, that's not a good thought. Like, that's the first thought that you have when you see his kids. And he's got a he's got a piano that Elton John gave him. It's pretty cool on that level. Like, he's like, yeah, this is one of the coolest things I have in my house. It's a piano that Elton John gave me. You're like, why are you talking in that, use some bass in your voice, but that's his voice. Anyway. He talks about the church and singing, and at the end he goes, and I'm a member of the Latter-day Saints. And I'm like, whoa, I just saw a commercial for being a Mormon. And I think it's the coolest thing ever. He doesn't do caffeine. He doesn't do alcohol. I'm like, he's a rock god in my mind, and he doesn't do any of that. And I think as an investor, you need to stop trying to do the caffeine. You need to stop trying to be a rock god. You need to stop trying to be right. I'm not saying be a Mormon. Mormon investing is the best way to go. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it surprises you at how simple some people who do great things are. Warren Buffett, he looks for free cash flow. Um, there was a guy once named Milton. Are you with me? Milton Friedman? He said, there's no free lunch. How many free lunches have you ever been to, Tony? Not many. You know what? When I come to your place. Yeah, when I cook for you, I'm basically buying your loyalty. You're a very loyal, rigorous, tenacious friend. You've always been there for me. And I'll cook for you, and I'll, I'll pay for lunch. But I'm basically buying your loyalty. 
or rewarding your loyalty. It's not as free as you would think. You actually did great things for me in the past. Same thing goes with these investment dinners where people go to and they get a free steak dinner. Is it really a free steak dinner? When you go to a timeshare and you hear this pitch, I actually had someone contact me recently because, yeah, I did a timeshare in Hawaii. and They started at, say, like 100. And by the end of it, they're willing to do the same exact timeshare for 50. What's it tell you? It's a lot of money to be made because they're still willing to give it to you for half off. I don't think there's free income. I had a call yesterday that basically said, yeah, I can buy these life annuity settlements where I'm basically buying someone else's life insurance and I get 15%. I hear a commercial on your station. And I'm like, are you that stupid? If I can get 15%, I'd sell my soul for 15%, right? What would you sell your soul for? Literally, devil? Let's call him up. Ring, ring, ring. Hello, it's the devil. Hi, it's Rob. I'll sell my soul if you give me 15% each year for the next 30 years. Done. That's my deal with the devil. What's your deal with the devil? I don't have one. I wouldn't sell my soul. Really? You know, Said soul more than 15%. No, I wouldn't. It's hell. Because I, I don't fall into the trap of those commercials. 77 Vestal Virgins? I'm, I'm not going What's to. What's Vestal, by the way? I don't know. Okay. So there's no free lunch, there's no free income. The essentials of life are cheap. I totally agree with that maxim. So write some of this stuff down and like suddenly you become much more empowered. Um, family member of mine just bought at age 75 a luxury car. He's always wanted one. He's fine with his pickup, but had to have the luxury car before he passed because he came into money. The essentials of life are cheap. The luxuries are expensive. He bought an expensive luxury. So to get you from point A to point B, you can go with premium or you can go with discount. I always choose discount. I'm so uncool in my VW Passat, but I will beat it in the ground because it was given to me used. My last car was given to me used. The car before that was given to me used. I bought one new car in my lifetime, and I beat it. I drove it for 14 years. Okay, 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 okay. You want to comment on any of this? No, you're doing fine, Rob. Um, I always Google a service record of anything that I'm going to buy. So if I'm going to buy the new Kenmore refrigerator, or if I'm going to buy the Lux dryer, I'm going to look at the performance record. Because, again, drying clothes, to me, is a basic service. We don't need a luxury... I... You can actually go out and buy a dryer that has, like, moisture control. And, like, what? The what? What? I, th- I think what you're tr- some of what you're trying to say is that you, you don't have to buy premium, but you also have to buy smart. Yeah. Because there are some people, that, and this goes into almost every financial um, sales pitch you're going to hear, whether you're buying a car, getting financial, other financial services like a mortgage or uh, an annuity. You're going to get a lot of people pitching because they're there to make money. Um, so you have to just be smart about who you choose to work with and and, and what you choose to buy. Uh, my maxim was always been pay for something that you want to own. Pay right. more for something you want to own than less for something you don't. So it's I, I've always believed that to buy quality 
oh, um, over taking big discounts on, on cheaper items. See, you're drinking out of a styrofoam cup right now. Right. If I were to smash it, how do you feel? I wouldn't care. Okay. Your car, if I were to take a hammer to it and smash it down to, like, flat. I would care. So insure the car. Don't insure the paper cup. That's another financial lesson I want people to learn is insure what you really care about and what you can't afford to lose. Um, A good product. You want to buy Google at 900? Google's a great search engine. It's going to be all pervasive in our society. They're going to, and Facebook's going to be all pervasive, billion plus people. Do you want to buy at 900 or at 9? 9. So there's some value in, in understanding that you want to buy it cheaper than more expensive, and yet some people will rush into a stock decision or investment decision at a premium price, and they'll never, ever stop to think about it. People don't stop and think is what I'm getting at. Financial products are basically just a lot of terms on paper for a lot of people. This mutual fund has returned X amount of dollars in the last year, two years. A lot of people don't realize that it's written and the terms can be broken. So be careful of the financial products that you buy. Um, I tend to think that if it's complicated, it's probably a bad deal. But on the other side of the fence is if it's too simple, i.e. the guy who thinks he can make 15% by an oil well in Arkansas. Wait, wait. It's too good to be true. I've never been to Arkansas. I don't even, like, people will buy things that, I give Charlie Crackler a lot of, a lot of flack because I think he's kind of a high-strung realty person who believes only in California realty. But one thing that he taught me that, and it's totally true, so I'd rather own close to my home than own in a different state. Keep yeah. in mind, I own real estate in other states. I've been to. I've seen them. I, I know the real estate, so I can actually put my money where my mouth is. But a lot of people will go out, and they'll hear a commercial. Buy real estate in Dallas, and they'll be like, sounds good. Buy real estate in, buy real estate in Vegas. If you ever go to Vegas, it's just a desert. Look left, look right, look up, look down, and all you see is desert. Fly into Vegas. And when the pilot says, you need to return your Z's, we're 30 minutes outside of Las Vegas. Look out the window, and there's no shortage of real estate. Anyway, you talk for a minute. Well, you know, I like the strategy of buying close. Uh, Look what happened to me, my house in in Virginia. I wasn't there. I couldn't go and feel and touch it and see it. And next thing you know, I had a bunch of of, uh, off-road vehicles on my lawn, neighbors were calling saying they're going to start an HOA because of my house. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, so, it, and that just, you know, as an investor, you just have to be smart. Um, the landlords that I work with in um, a couple of cities here in the Bay Area, they all own in the Bay Area. And whether it's the, you know, one of the spouses is either going to the house and, you know, collecting change from the wash machines or they're just doing some maintenance on the exterior it's one thing or another you have to be able to touch and feel but it's making the smart decisions and not following advertisements not following what sounds good but what really is good so the assumptions what you're saying that you basically the assumptions that you make consciously you've been there you've seen the property you could assume, like, this is a good neighborhood. This is a good street. It's got sidewalks. Moms want sidewalks so their kids don't get run over. That's a conscious assumption. You're assuming it's going to go up because it has things that you can identify. Right. Here's where you get in trouble, or here's where our listeners get in trouble. Real estate always goes up. 
It's the assumptions that you can't put something visual on that you take for granted that will hurt you. The stock market always goes up. And hearing hearing that real estate goes up from the people that make money from that transaction, that's also pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So back to the written argument that I was making. Anytime that you write something now and there's two parties, someone promising you a mutual fund and you're expecting that return. So always understand assumptions. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Find me online at robblack.com. Well, 20 KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. There's a concept out there about inflation and mortgages. I'm sitting with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. A post stamp in 1968 was six cents. In 1978, it was 13 cents. 2007, it was 41 cents. 44 cents now, something like that. I, I don't send a lot of mail. Mail's kind of been replaced by the ubiquitous email per se. So you have to understand money. If you understand investing and to own real estate, you're investing your monthly commitment into it. So you have to assume rates of return. There's a concept out there that, you know, my dad paid for a mortgage, but he saw his dad's dad lose the farm, and he was fearful of it, so he wanted to pay it off. So he'd look at a 4% mortgage and go, that's awfully high, or 10% mortgage, that's awfully high, 14% mortgage, that's awfully high. My dad had that concept that mortgages were bad because you're losing to interest. And yet there's a real rate of return tied towards the tax deduction after tax mortgage rates. Periods of time it's incredibly great to borrow money. Periods of time it's incredibly bad to borrow money. Right now is an incredibly great time to borrow money, in large part because it's cheap. And you can beat that rate of return. If you listen to the show, I say stocks go up 10% of the time, or 10% per year on historical average. Bonds go up 6%. Real estate goes up 5%. And what's a mortgage? 4%? A couple months ago, 3%? Duh. It's going to underinflate the cost versus historical returns of stocks versus historical returns of bonds and versus the historical rate of real estate. Right now, everyone should be wanting to borrow money. Everyone should be on said home because said asset historically returns more than said interest rate. You're a winner, winner, chicken dinner, even if, and this is a big F, even if your home falls in value, you're still a winner because that cost of borrowing is incredibly low right now. And I'm not talking to go out and buy a billion-dollar home. Want to buy a billion dollar home? Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't want to pay the taxes on that. Okay, you said something during break. It was kind of a weird compliment. You said you're incredibly psychological today, like you're going that direction. But yet, I'm also going that direction of 
it's obvious to me, but I don't think it's obvious to normal people, that when you borrow money at 3% and the historical rate of inflation is 5%, you're going to do well over time. Maybe not this year, but you're going to do damn well over time. I've been saying over and over and over that, that the last three, four years have been some of the best buying opportunities in real estate. And, and it really has. Even even if you did in 2008, 2009, when prices were really hitting bottom um, and the rate was a little bit higher, you you know, you're looking at some uh, good appreciation and opportunities to to l- lower your rate uh, and and fight that inflation over a long long period of time. And and the people who are buying even today as as they feel like uh, and they're a little bit spoiled. Oh, the rate's at four percent. Oh, it's too much. I'm not going to refinance. People should be looking at locking in this rate for a long long period of time, even if it saves you know a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks a month. Because ten twenty years from now they're going to look back at at this is one yeah. of the best eras. Absolutely. Ultra cheap money. So today when I go home, I can stop off at 7-Eleven and pick up uh, Lagunitas Maximus. Why do I get that one? Because it's got a lot of punch for one bottle. And people judge you on bottles, and they're like, oh, you're drinking a Miller Lite. I couldn't get drunk. I, I, I would literally bloat myself to death before getting drunk on a Bud Light, Coors Light. So I'll buy something with a punch so I get a little bit of you know, buzz going. Looks like one bottle, but I get a little bit of a buzz from it. It's you know, 9.8% alcohol or something crazy like that. Um, but if I buy it at 7-Eleven, $12.99. If I buy it at Safeway, $8.99. Convenience is usually expensive. Now here's the kicker. If I give you a 20 and you go buy it for me, I'm ignorant. Because you're going to tell me what the price was, and you're going to pocket the difference. And that's how, like, contractors make a lot of money when they're improving your home. They're like, yeah, I'll do that home improvement for 100000 And then, like, a year later, you're like, that was $150,000. you are ignorant to believe that a contractor is going to come in on cost. Um, do you remember um, the, what was it, Mel Brooks, The History, history of the World? The first scene is Moses. He comes out, and I, I give you the 15 commandments. And he drops one of the stones, and he goes, I give you the Ten Commandments. The only thing in life that's written down in stone, Ten Commandments. Everything else, it can be changed. Your tax rates can be changed. Your property taxes can be changed. Your income taxes can be changed. Everything's changeable. So don't get set in stone, is my opinion, when it comes to uh, rules about money. And... You know, to me, when you change the rules a little bit, you change the rules a lot. Like, let's let's look at soccer. I love my American Cup soccer. American Cup? World, World Cup. Cup. Amer- yeah, I just made that up. Conkin Gold Cup. Gold Cup, there we go. I love my World Soccer. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Um, but if you're allowed to use hands all of a sudden, it'd be a different game, right? Sure would. It'd be football. There you go. Something like that. Or Australian rules probably more. I don't even... No, I've never understood rugby. I don't get it. To me, it looks like mm-hmm. that you watch it every time it comes on. It's I love the sport. It's strangely erotic. Big men pushing each other around, and I'm like, what's up with that? At least football is smash mouth. Let's let's hug each other at the center of the field and scrum for a ball. So anyway, when you change the rules a little bit, you change the rules a lot. When it comes to investing, Tony. Um, in real estate, you put 30% of your income in. No, let's do 50%. When you change the rules a little bit, you change the rules a lot. 
learn your rules, learn your mantras, learn your maxims. That's what this is all about. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreLandSource.com, BayAreLandSource.com. I'm Rob Black. You can find me at RobBlack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.